Hello, my name is Matt. And if you're listening to this, you're probably going through some period of struggle in your life. Perhaps you can't sleep. Perhaps you're facing what seems to be an incomprehensible and immovable challenge in your life. I'm going to read from the scriptures, and I invite you to listen, to take them in. Perhaps you're not a particularly religious person, and perhaps you've come across the worst parts of religion. But the truth of the matter is, is that deep down, there is a core, there is a seed of faith that is true. Despite what people have said, despite the circumstances you have endured, despite the harm that people of faith may have caused you, I encourage you to get comfortable. I encourage you to close your eyes. And I encourage you to beg for sleep. It's okay to rest. It is okay to need to rejuvenate. I'm going to be reading from the ancient song book, sometimes referred to as the Psalms. Sometimes these words seem strange to us. Sometimes we don't always understand their meaning. And the truth of the matter is, is that these words come from a completely different time and a completely different culture. Yet, deep underneath the words, I think you will find a rhythm. I think you will find a peace. At times I may pray, and again, you may not be a particularly religious person. That's okay. As I read, or even as I pray, you might want to scream. You might want to swear. You might want to be filled with anger. And again, this is okay. One of the reasons that I love the Psalms, the ancient Psalm book, is because in its 150 chapters, every possible human emotion appears. Emotions are neither right nor wrong. And sometimes we are taught to hold those emotions back for whatever reason. Perhaps because 
our emotions embarrass other people? Perhaps because other people can't handle our emotions? But here is the beauty. I believe that if we take these ancient words seriously, that the being we call God is big enough, is strong enough to handle our emotions, no matter how beautiful or how apparently ugly they seem. No matter if they seem to contradict each other or if they fall into perfect alignment. And so my friends, as you seek rest tonight, listen to these words, the words of the ancient writers. But first, let's breathe. Happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked. And happy are those who do not take the path of sinners or sit in the seat of scoffers. But their delight is in the law of the Lord. And on God's law they meditate both day and night. They are like trees planted by streams of water, which yield their fruit in its season, and their leaves do not wither, nor do they fade. In all that they do, they prosper. The wicked are not so, but the wicked, like chaff, the wind drives them away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Now, if you're somebody who has been hurt by people of faith, these words of the wicked and the righteous might confuse you. They might even anger you. But as we continue to read, I'm pretty positive you will find out that those people of faith who often think themselves righteous are actually the wicked. They're the ones who destroy and tear down. Of course, there are others who perform acts of evil in the world. But no matter who is described as the wicked, the message that is in the scriptures time and time again 
is that God is mighty to save. God is the one who stands up for the one who has been abused. God is the one who shields people from evil, harm, destruction. And so the scripture goes on. Why do the nations conspire? And why do the people of the world plot in vain? The kings and the rulers of the earth set themselves above God, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against God's anointing. And they say, let us burst their bonds asunder and cast their cords from us. But God who sits in the heavens laughs. <laughs> the Lord has these people in derision. God will speak to them in wrath and God will terrify them in fury. As God says, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. I will tell of the decrees of the Lord. And he said to me, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me and I will make the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Now therefore, O kings, be wise. Now therefore, O kings, be warned, O rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear. With trembling, kiss the feet of God. Or God will be angry, and you will perish in the way. For God's wrath is quickly kindled. But happy are those who take refuge in the Lord. So the Lord sits in the heavens and laughs at the people who perform evil. They think they are wise. They think they are strong. But the truth of the matter is that there is no power greater above or beyond that which we call God. Presidents are only presidents. Armies are only armies. Governments and politicians come and go. The local bully is but a small blade of grass in all of the universe. And yet, 
God grants the beginning of a kingdom of peace right here on earth. We are told that this kingdom begins on a mountain, a mountain called Zion, a mountain in Jerusalem, not far from where the ancient temple stood, and not far from where the local king reigned, trying to usher in this kingdom of peace. What's so interesting about this kingdom is that we use the word peace in English, but the ancient word in the scriptures, shalom, is so much more. Shalom is the presence of everything that is good and righteous, everything that is healthy, everything that is holy, everything that is life-giving, everything that is healing. And this is God's kingdom. From the very beginning of the scriptures to the end, there is a story of a people who fight this kingdom of peace. Sometimes they were the religious people. Sometimes they were not. As we look at the scriptures and we think about God who laughs in heaven, who scoffs at these tiny humans. It's really easy always to say that the other is evil, that the other is the problem. But the message time and time again is that while others certainly perform evil, and as we continue to read, spill blood, offer deceit, tear down community and people, even though others have their fault, the message of the scriptures is that we too are not perfect. Some people get really wrapped up in our imperfection. And it's appropriate for us to examine our hearts, to offer ourselves to God who is greater and above and beyond us. But at the same time, God's kingdom of peace is greater than any imperfection we have. Any problem we have caused or that others have caused. Ultimately, whether we are religious or not religious, old or young, 
or anything in between. God has a kingdom of peace. And it strikes me that so many of us know deep within our hearts that we need this kingdom of peace, of healing, of wholeness. The ancient scriptures use words like salvation and deliverance and redemption. Each has a little different flavor, a little different meaning. But the baseline is the same. God sits in heaven and not only laughs at those who think they are strong, but God chooses to be the shield and the refuge for the downtrodden, for the humble, for the broken. It strikes me that you might be a person who has had a gentle spirit. You might be a person who the world has taken advantage of because you have been more concerned with others than yourself. Here's the beauty in all of that. While that is a painful place to be, and while you deserve more than being taken advantage of, you stand in a position of strength because it is always God who sits in the heavens and laughs at those who think they are strong. And at the same time, it is the Lord God Almighty who lifts up the humble, who restores the heart of the downtrodden and the abused, who proclaims the year of the Lord's favor, release for the captives and sight for the blind. it's time to cry. Perhaps it is time to cry out. Perhaps it's time to scream or to swear. Perhaps it's time simply to say, save me, O oh Lord. You know the time. 
as the scriptures say, there is a season for everything under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for peace and a time for war. And so between you and the Almighty, name the time. Is it time to hear the laughter of the Lord at those who scoff, at those who think that they are powerful? Is it time to be humble? Is it time to cry out for help? Is it time for a next step in life? As I've said in the past, you may or may not have some religious background. It's okay, it doesn't matter. I think God is bigger than our faith. I think God is bigger than our upbringing, what we have been taught or what we have accepted or rejected. I think God is bigger than others. I think God is bigger than ourselves. But I do believe under these words that I read that you will find the peace of the Almighty. The one who is described in the scriptures as the King of glory or the King of heaven. The one who has granted a son who sits on Zion to usher in the kingdom of peace, the kingdom of Shalom. If you're still with me, I invite you to pray with me. You can pray with words, or in the language of the scriptures, you can pray with groans. The spirit groans within our hearts when we do not have the strength or know what to say. For the scriptures say that the spirit intercedes. So, groan or use words. But let us ask that God would save us, our enemies, the world, all of creation in this moment, in this day, and forevermore. Oh God, we know that there are people from every corner of the earth, from every perspective and background, from every life circumstance and philosophy, who listen to the sound of this podcast. Lord, I thank you for each and every one. I thank you that you are bigger than all of our problems. I thank you that you are stronger 
than anything that we might face. Thank you that you're bigger than our opinions and our worldviews. I thank you that you both lift us up and you humble us. And in that duality of humbling the arrogant and raising up the downtrodden, that we learn what it is to be a child of your creation, of your spirit, of your life, of your breath. Lord, we pray for any type of saving that needs to take place today or tonight. We pray for the righteous and the unrighteous. We pray for everyone when we act in holiness and when we act in brokenness and sin. Lord, we know that this world needs your peace. We know that this world needs your shalom. So God Almighty, do your thing. Heal, make new, assure, forgive, deliver, save. And so we call on your name, Yeshua, Savior of the heavens and the earth. We call on your name, O King of glory, and we ask for your spirit of rest. Lord, for those who have fallen asleep, we pray. For those who cry, we pray. For those who gave up in anger or hurts or pain or confusion, we pray. And we pray for a community of healing and wholeness and salvation, a community of shalom, a community of your kingdom to surround each and every one of these people. Holy, holy, holy.